Warning. The following episode contains graphic depictions of suicide and violence, which some listeners may find disturbing. This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Delta Green, the role-playing game, is a horror-themed tabletop RPG that uses dice and collective storytelling to help shape the narrative of the game. The handler presents story elements and situations to the agents who have free agency to make choices that govern their characters' lives. In the context of this game, Delta Green is a covert agency embedded in the upper echelons of government to stop supernatural threats and to prevent those threats from ever being revealed to the world. We at Doom Vision are playing Impossible Landscapes, a campaign of scenarios set in the world of Delta Green. Impossible Landscapes was written by Dennis Detweiler and published by Arc Dream Publishing. For more information, please visit delta-green.com or arcdream.com. All information will be listed in this episode's description. Previously on Doom Vision. The team heads up to the smoking lounge. Marcus cuts the music and hops on the bar searching for Michael Rourke. After some intimidation, a man steps forward and states Mike is most likely in his room at the hotel. Marcus insists he take the team to the hotel, but he tells them that they aren't ready. After some back and forth arguing, the man tells them that when they want to go somewhere in the night floors, all they need to do is visualize where they want to go. They force him to try and take them to the hotel, but upon stepping through the door, the man disappears, Marcus's hand is ripped from his belt, and the door slams shut. Marcus tries to envision the hotel, opens the doors, and walks through. Once again, the team is in a hallway in the night floors. They make their way down to the end of the hall where there's another door, and they can hear singing on the other side. The door opens up to a dance hall where they see a little girl on stage dancing around singing. Marcus approaches the girl and attempts to grab her hand, and in doing so grabs a piece of fabric from her outfit and the girl unravels, cogs and gears falling to the ground in her place. After a momentary fit of rage from Marcus, the team makes their way out of the dance hall through a set of double doors. They open up into a hallway that appears to be a hotel with a room right in front of them. They go into the hotel room that's covered in pieces of paper and a suitcase on the bed with the initials JCL. Amongst the many blank pieces of paper, they find some with writing and it appears whomever was staying there was writing a story or a play. Ness recognizes that the pages appear to match the one she found in Thomas Manuel's apartment. Marcus then tries to open a door to Carcosa, but instead opens up a door to a summoning room. Before anyone but Marcus can walk through the door, he slams it shut cutting the team off from him. Find out what happens next on this episode. close behind me <gasps> shoot <laughs> all right then what bam door closes on you guys I'm gonna I'm gonna open it. it open yeah make a sanity whoever's doing it I think you were behind you you were at the end because you were marking the doors I've been marking doors yeah I pass. With a 43. With a 43. Take one sanity. Or willpower. Your choice. If you guys haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) 
You open the door, and you don't see him. Yeah. Well, close the door and let's envision him. Marcus, you see that snaking out? Is everything in this room to available to do <laughs> the invocation? All of this, yeah, there's like sick, a brass vessel. Yeah, there's all, all this ceremonial. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I am invoking. Do you want me to get to the whole spell and read the whole spell, or do you just want to give me? I feel like our listeners would be like, "All right, get on with it." I, I, <laughs> it's a very long thing. It, it's a very long invocation. So we can say Something that else. you do that. Yeah. If, can... if if all the ceremonial garb is here. Okay. Yeah. You you see, there's a, there's a there's an extra robe. <laughs> Take a second. Note the fox. I'm noting the fox and the octopus. They're both frowny face at me right now. Carry on. All right, Marcus, you're going to start doing the invocation. You guys open the door onto somewhere else. He closes the door. You open the door and shift. At that point, I just want to slam the door shut, and I'm going to be like, that fucking asshole! I'm going to start punching the door over and over and over. I don't care where it opened up to. I'm just so mad. And uh, you open up the door and and there's just you, you open up the door and there's you're in like like a very small kind of restaurant and you see a very dapperly dressed man. He has dark hair and you guys open the door, right? And walk into the next place? No. Oh, okay. Gonna open it, look through it. As Any... long as I don't recognize anybody in there, I'm gonna shut the door. Okay, and he, the waiter, before you say that, he, there's a waiter there, and he says, Je m'appelle. Oh, fuck, we're in France. But that wasn't French. It was just like a different language. You didn't understand what he was saying. It didn't sound French. It sounded like a like a strange garbled French. And he holds out like a tray, and then he and then you slam the door. Well, if he's talking to me, I'm not going to slam the door. Oh, okay. I'm not going to walk through though. Okay. So he he goes over to the door and and he says, "Well, he's deep." What's on the tray? You look, and you... He's, he's carrying a platter of just hors d'oeuvres. And... It looks like some of them are like... Um, like, a, like almost like a fruit snack. Um, just uh, uh, little snack foods wrapped in foil. Um, some like like gel like a gelatin type thing with um different colors um they're very different you've never seen anything like this i don't trust it do you have any reason to go into this room nope slamming the door shut Je <laughs> so you slam it marcus you're you're in the other room just continuously summoning summoning right you're saying all of the you know we're not going to go through it all but so then you get to the end you say the last part right okay i'm nodding my head like the listeners can see my face yes i say the full invocation for person for person okay I was just making sure that you were sticking with person. Person. Yep. Person. Okay. Recalling your internet uh, <laughs> from the internet. Um, yeah, you'd have to, like, remember all of that, right? So you just have that in your pocket? Okay. Yeah. I've, I've just been stuffing little papers into my pockets as we've gone along. Okay. Um yeah, I, I wrote that invocation down. I wrote what I could. So to to be fair, the the invocation probably is not 
uh, perfect. Mm. I, I don't I don't think that Marcus number one I Troy could not read the invocation word for word correctly, and I don't think Marcus would as well. Um, You're like Ash in Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like this is like crumpled up paper in my pocket that I've just been like kind of like this map, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. it's crumpled up. It's in my pocket. Um, it's been through a car wreck. It's almost died with me multiple times. Okay. All right. So we're going to do this bad boy by the book. So you start reading it. You get to the end, right? Write down all the names or whatever you have to do. You do all this stuff. And while you're doing it, you see like the door that you came through just starts flapping open, open, open and close, open and close, open and close, right? Um, There's a window on the wall and like a face appears in it and just... You light this brass, like smoking brass lectern or lamp or whatever it is. And, um, you know, the, the smoke starts kind of billowing around you. And I need you to make a roll. Okay. We didn't do this last time, but we had some circumstances. We're going to do it this time. I need to pull up your character sheet. Do you want it to remain a secret, or do you want me to tell you what a specific stat is? I is your character is your character sheet up to date? Uh, yes. Okay. I need you to make a roll. Okay. And I know what you have to beat. I'll tell you if you pass. Okay. So make a percent roll. Are you in a good enough mood now to? Ro- no. Okay. <laughs> Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Bye-bye, Marcus. It's either a critical fail or a critical success. I'm hoping the latter. I'm I'm betting the first. I yeah, probably. It's pretty high. Dice have not been kind to us tonight. No, they haven't. This is a terrible time for the dice to go cold. Put these away. So, wind's whipping around you. The smoke is kind of billowing out of this thing. And then you say the very last part and you try to activate. And then everything stops. And you were like, Shit. Didn't work. Do you forget your herbs and your spices? You look so defeated right now. <laughs> no. I know what's going to happen next. And and that's part of the problem. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're thinking. Um, all right. Just keep going. Can you go to them for a minute while I contemplate what I want to do next? Sure. All right. So after I slam the door closed, mm-hmm. I'm going to put my hand on the doorknob and my other hand on the door, and I'm just going to think of Marcus. I'm going to say his name out loud and in my head, Marcus, Marcus, right. Marcus. Make a sanity. That's a fail. All right, so you put your hand out. Marcus, Marcus, come on, come on. It's got to work this time. You're like, it's not going to work this time. It's never going to work this time. Grab the door handle. You open it up. And there's Marcus. In the same room that I just saw him in? Mm-hmm. Is he old or new? Or or same Marcus? No, nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. He's there. He's He was just trying to do the invocation and it failed. And now he's just standing there and you're there. You see him. Marcus, 
What are you up to? Uh, I'm I'm gonna take the nine and I'm gonna put the gun barrel in my mouth. Okay. All right. Um, so, Vanessa, you open the door and you see Marcus. And he has a gun in his mouth. I'm going to yell Marcus and I'm going to take off at a sprint towards him. Okay. Don't you dare. How long does she have before she gets to me? So you're in like the middle of the room. You're about 15 feet from the door. Mm-hmm. So a turn. Do we need to go into combat? I mean, to, to, to slow the time down so we we can figure out who gets to what first and whatnot? If she, if she can reach me before the decision's made... So to be clear, he's not happy about this choice. But he thinks that this choice needs to be made. So if she's going to get to me before the choice is made, I'll explain to them why the choice is being made. But she has to get to me first before I can pull the trigger. No pressure. Okay. Oh, this is the curveball you were talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, then it has to be combat, I think. It has to be. We have to figure out the decks and stuff so that. Because if she's. She, she'll go first in decks because she's nine and I'm eight. Right. So, like, do you guys just want it to be between you or do you want to be a part of it? You going to run too? I think she's registering it all before I... Do you want to shoot him? Put down the gun! Dirtbag! Uh, she's seeing it all. She's registering it all before I can. I'm still, like, on the other side of the door with Tom. Because right. I'm, I was going to carve numbers. Right, okay. So I'm going to see her take off, but I'm not going to know why just yet. All right, so just between you two. I love that this is causing you stress. It's making me really epic. Thank you so much. I have to live with him. I'm going to piss everybody off at this table tonight. That's the goal. You like your table, right? Because we're going to flip it. How far can a player move in a turn? 30 feet. So you can run. So I can move 15 and then tackle him as the other part of my turn? Um... Yeah, so it's it's 30 feet to move, right? And you have a single action. So you can move, like, f- a short distance and do something. Or you can move the distance. So you can move the distance and, like, you can get there and you can... I, I think I'm going to say that you can attempt to do a tackle or something. So I make it to him. All right, so you make it to him, and it's not very far. It's not as far to go, so you can just kind of book it, bam, right to him, and then make an unarmed strike against him. 25. Okay, so you grab the gun out of his mouth. I, I mean, maybe there's tears in his eyes or something like that. He's, he's on this edge, right? And you're pulling him off of it. Can I do it? Do what? Pull the trigger? No. Can I? <laughs> no. Wait, wait. You can't do it. I gotta do it for you. No. <laughs> Can I say what I do? Yeah, absolutely. I want to grab it and rip it out of his hands and throw it behind me. And then I'm going to hug him. Okay. Very tightly. And I'm going to whisper in his ear, I promise to keep you safe. Yeah, as soon as you grab Marcus, he's just going to break down and kind of let it all out. And he's going to say to you, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so tired. I just want to find the bottle. I just want to know what my truth is. I just can't do this anymore. 
Marcus, I think we all feel that way. But that's not the answer. We need to stick together. We are a team. We need to stick together. We're here for each other. That's not the answer. We will find answers together. This is not the way out. Okay. So Thomas comes up. And he says, Listen, buddy, you you can't give up. He's like, I've been exactly where you are. More recently than you'd think. So don't do it, okay? <sighs> okay. And then you hear And then you hear keys jangling. And then the door that that robed person, whoever that snaked out of there, opens up and... Hello, it's been a while. Where have you all been? Sir, it's so nice to see you again. Boy, you... you all do not look good. I imagine we don't. Wow. You guys feeling okay? No, but what do you mean you haven't seen us in a while? We were here last night. Quite some time ago, I... Well, you haven't aged today. Oh. You look oh, fab. Thank you. <laughs> Let's just say I am a hit with the ladies. You're I'd a, say. You're a hit with this lady in that keychain. Um, You mind assisting us? I promise the uh, American cowboy over here won't put a gun to your head this time. Ah, uh, here's the cowboy, Mr. Clint Eastwood. I remember you calling him John Wayne last time. Oh, yes. Ah, uh, yes, that is correct. John Wayne. John Wayne. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood might be too badass Hop for along him. Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we're trying to find a bottle. I believe you mentioned it the last time. Yes. Ah, the bottle. Yes. How do we find uh, a certain someone's bottle? Do you know? How do you find it? Um, I could fucking kiss you right now. Save that for the bedroom. I told you that I'm going to help you. We're going to do Doom Vision after dark, and it's... (laughs) It's just going to be us fornicating on top of this table right now. I'm so happy with you. Just keep your mouth shut. Stay behind I... me and let me do my thing. Yeah, let the lady schmooze this guy. You American cowboy need to keep your mouth shut and let me do my shit like I was trying to do last time. Why the fuck couldn't he have showed up like 10 minutes earlier? Then we wouldn't have had our moment. It's true. And you wouldn't have made me cry. How do I find a particular person's bottle? Say the American cowboy over here. He's looking for his bottle. Oh yes, lots of people are looking for their bottle. So I've heard. Can you tell us what the bottles, the significance of the bottles are? 
Well, inside, everybody has a bottle. So you even know. I have a bottle? Yes. Hmm. There is a labyrinth. We call it the Whisper Labyrinth. It is, um... Let's just say it's difficult to get to. But... In some instances, you can find it yourself. If you could point us in the right direction, we would appreciate it. Hmm. Godboy, come with me. Um, can I take them? Them? Them. I don't think they're ready. Not for this. Will you bring me back here? Well, that will be up to you. I'm going to walk over, I'm going to pick up your gun, and I'm going to put it back in your hand. Go and find your bottle, and come back. Okay. Look at us putting his needs before our own. Oh, once he's gone, I'm putting my needs in the front line here. Uh, ladies, uh, gentlemen, um, let's see here. Uh, do you need to go back to the smoking lounge? I actually need to find someone who I believe is here. I got a phone call, I guess you could say, a radio call that one of my friends was lost in here and I'm trying to find him. What is your friend's name? His name is Barry. Barry what? Ah, you come up with a name on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Albert? White. Barry White. I was gonna go, I was gonna say Barry White. I'm like, oh, that's so... Love, baby. <laughs> uh, Barry Combs. I know everybody's staying in these rooms, and I have not come across a Barry. You know everyone that is in the night floors right now. I know everybody in the hotel. Uh, give or take. But I haven't heard of no Barry. Hotel? Are we in Hotel Bredalbin? Oh, Kind of. Sort of. Not really. So, you're the night floor manager? Uh, yeah. For the most part. I have a question for you, sir. Oh, so we, we've met previously, you know, last time, you know. Uh, yeah. We were all together. Okay, Arnold. Five years ago or whatever. Arnold. You're slipping into Arnold. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have we, so have we met prior to five years ago? Prior? Mm. Have you ever seen me before? It's hard to tell. Hmm. Wait a minute. Yes. Yes, I have. I've seen you before. Before the last time. Was I alone? Yes. Am I... This is going to sound insane. Am I still... Am I in one of the rooms here while also being here? Yes, yeah, yes, you have a room on five, I believe. And she's going to, like, just about drop to her knees. Like, she's like, ah. And I think this Unfortunately, is... there is no... Sorry, say what you're going to oh, say. I think this is going to prompt some questions. I'm looking very confused at you, like you're a crazy person, and I am wondering what the fuck you're going on about. Say what you're going to say. Uh, no, no, you go ahead. Let's find your friend, and I will fill you in on everything. He just said my friend's not here, but I would really like to know what in the hell you're going on about. She's gonna wince. 
and she's going to sigh again. She's going to say, I haven't been entirely truthful since I've met you. I am not who you think I am. I am not Claudia. Claudia is my sister. My twin sister. And she is missing. I'm going to glare at you and then I'm going to glare at Marcus. I'm going to look back at you. Marcus? I just found out today. Do you want proof? Honestly, nothing surprises me at this point. Um... Apparently, Claudia was an agent with Delta Green. And I had no idea... And now she's missing. And my only lead to find her was here. So I followed it. Okay. And Handler Marcus called me Claudia, so I just assumed her identity to try to see where it would lead me. And I never let up until today. So I'm going to rub my temples... So, Miss Carter, what is your actual name? My name's Veronica. I'm a veterinarian. That explains a few things. Okay, um... Um, sir, what were you saying about this gal's sister? Oh. Right. Oh, you are not her. No. Did she... Oh. Has she been asking for me? Did she... No, I haven't spoken to her much. She's on five. Okay. And she's still there? Yeah. She pays rent on time. How is she paying for... Never mind. I'll ask her that later. I'm just... I'm relieved to know that she is alive. She does donkey shows. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> okay. All right. You gave him the autonomy to make that choice for I your sister. No. Sir, before you take Marcus to find his bottle, can you open up the door to level five, please? Uh, no. I can't, I can't do that. I can't bring you with me. I can't bring you to the hotel. Is you, it because we're not ready? You two are not ready. How do we become ready? I, I've been searching everywhere for her. Well? See, he is ready. But you are not. Do you understand? No. Uh, it's hard to explain. We've we've got that. Um. But he's ready. Look at him. I Look I'm at his teeth. I'm so glad that he's ready. Can you take him after he finds his bottle to level five to find this gal? Perhaps, but there's no coming back. Once you're there, you're there. So he can't come back to us. And I can't... My sister's stuck? She can't even choose to leave? In a fashion, but I don't think she wants to. But I don't know her that well. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Oh, it's okay. Puts his hand on your shoulder. I just need to find her. Veronica. Do oh, you still you, you probably will. Do you still have your notebook? Yeah. Yeah, I always I always have it. Sir, if she writes her sister a letter, can you deliver it? 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I could... Until we're ready, Veronica, that may be your best bet at contact. Okay. I I can do that. And I'm going to quickly write a letter. I'm going to put things in it that only she would ever know. To prove that it's actually authentic. And I'm going to ask her in the letter to come to the smoke lounge. Mm. Okay. Yeah. You can you can get this to her. Sure. And yeah. then no problem. I I'm gonna pull out my wallet and I'm gonna pull out the picture that I showed to Marcus, and I'm going to put it in with the letter and fold it up. I'm gonna take a deep breath because she's going to be very trusting that you will get this to Claudia. She's gonna hand it over. All right, you hand it to him, and he's like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Where's that gun? I need to shoot myself. I'm just having fun. All right, yeah, so he grabs the letter from you, puts it in his pocket. We almost forgot Tom is with us. Where, yeah, have you seen Abigail? Abigail, um, yeah, she's on six. Does Tom seem to react to that? And Thomas is like, What? She's, you know where she is. You take me there now. And uh, he says, listen, sir, I'm not ready. I'm sorry. You have more to do. Trust me, some people spend their whole lives. She, she was ready. Everybody who makes it there, they're ready. I'm going to reach out and put my hand on Tom's shoulder, and I'm going to say, we're we're in the same boat here. We're not going to be able to get to him. Make a persuade. I'm trying to keep him from going crazy. I don't have a high persuade. Matches that high charisma you have. Yeah, that's a fail. Fail. So Thomas is like, that's not good enough. Do you think it's good enough for Veronica that she can't get to her twin? Of course it's not good enough. I didn't say it was good enough. You know she's alive. There's nothing we can do. You can run these halls and open these doors for the rest of your life, and you're never going to get to her. All right, so how do I get ready? Huh? And he just says, I can't tell you that. Only you can do it. I don't know how to make you ready. You understand? And they're kind of bickering. Sir? Yes. Do we have to die? Die? No. I'm not dead. Look at my skin. I'm in my prime. (laughs) Sorry. He slaps his own thigh. (laughs) Tom, I think the best thing that we can do is the same thing that Veronica just did with her sisters. You can ask Abby to come to the smoke lounge. We know from another guy that we met or Veronica met at smoke lounge that people that live at the hotel can go to the smoke lounge. That might be your best bet at seeing your daughter again. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but we are running out of time. And Marcus is going to light this place on fire if you don't get back. Veronica, we need to go. I know, I know. It's not easy right now, but I know. How do we keep Marcus from torching the place then? I'm going to turn and look at you. Marcus, you need to hurry. I will do what I can. But it doesn't sound like there's any coming back. 
I'll come back to the smoking lounge as soon as I can. If you see Claudia, will you tell her to come with? Of course. And Abigail, too. Tom, it's up to you. Veronica and I are going back. You can come with us, or you can stay here and wander these halls. But you know what's going to happen at sunrise. You need to make your choice. I'm not going to force you either way. Should we leave it up to the dice? Yeah. All right. See this broken man in front of you. And he pulls out his gun. And he says, no, fuck that. Fuck all of you. And he goes out the door. He made his choice. Yep. Sir, can you let us back into the smoking lounge before you take Marcus to find his bottle? Sure. But, um, I gotta tell you, I I don't think they're gonna come back. Even to the smoking lounge. Do you understand what this is? The smoking lounge is different from the hotel and from Carcosa and from everything. From the Whisper Labyrinth, from everything. The smoking lounge is the only hope that we have right about now. Okay, maybe this will help. He draws. He goes over to the like a wall. He pulls out like a big, heavy piece of chalk, and he draws a circle. And he says, "You see this?" He draws another circle around the big circle, and he says, "You see these? These is you. These is where you are right now. Over here is the hotel, Brodalbin, right? Over here, it's not so easy to connect the two. They are two different places. So how do you connect the two at all? Well, because I'm... It's my job. And it's what I do. So how does Mark Rourke... How is he able to go back and forth? He's like me. He's able to traverse. He, He can understand. But he hasn't found his bottle yet either. Have you? Me? I haven't found my bottle either. Has anybody found their bottle? Some. And then do you remember like the photos that you found? Asa and Henry and all those people. And they were like holding their bottle in the photo. Yeah. Some, you might be ready. Um, we can check. Let them out and let's go. Okay, ladies, right this way. And he takes you down. He says, "Uh, yes, smoking lounge right here. Yep, open this door. Take you right to it. Before they walk out, I, I want to give each of them a hug and a kiss on the forehead. Uh, tell them how much I appreciate them. Thank them. And that I love them. Find your bottle. If somebody's going to accomplish anything, I hope it's you. If I don't see you again in this lifetime, I hope I see you again in the next. Veronica, you want to go have a drink? I suppose. I'm going to find a chair in the smoke lounge and slump down. Just completely defeated, depleted. A little devastated that we came this far and nothing will come of it. Personally. So you guys are in the smoking lounge, you're drinking, having a drink. Marcus, you go with Mr. Castain, the night manager. 
He says, Apologies, friend. Um, I know you think I can take you to the Whisper Labyrinth, right? Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Unfortunately, it's going to be all up to you. You need to try to manipulate, shape, and make what you want to have happen. Now, if you just think about it, you maybe you can get there. But I could tell that you're ready. We'll still not so much, but you, yes. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do I have to be insane to get there? Hmm. Whatever your definition of insanity is, I suppose. Maybe. Looking for a bottle in this hell would be insanity to me. Well, then perhaps so. And I gotta do it by myself? Yes, that is correct. I cannot go with you, I'm sorry. Okay. So I want to sit down on the ground and think as hard as I can about Whisper at Labyrinth, the bottle. And, and try and shift whatever obstacles are in my head into a straight line through the next door right to my bottle. No more doors, no more hallways, just my bottle. Make a sanity. Forty-seven in the pass. You lose one sanity or willpower. You're sitting there just focusing, meditating. Come on. Come on. Make another sanity. And Mr. Castani says, Will, good luck, my friend. He whistles on his way. 40 in a pass. No, it's a 4 in a pass. Lose one willpower or one sanity. You need to fail. Come on. You're starting to feel like whenever you whenever you went to like go through a door and it was changing to what you wanted to, you you were able to like feel it in your mind. And you're not feeling it. You're sitting on the ground like in front of a door, right? And you're just, nope, nope, nope. Do you need to know if I hit my breaking point during this? Um, no. Okay. Nope. Come on. Sanity. This would be the worst time for me to catch hot dice. (laughs) Yeah, I just keep... 53 in a pass. Come on! I just picture him yelling, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about it but I just picture him just like sweating and just alright roll it again you'll get there do I take another point of yes. sanity that one so for everyone I pass take it take a point take a point yeah okay. a 73 and a fail alright And so you're like, come on. And then you feel a breeze on your face. Just. And. From behind you. You see, there's like a hole, like a narrow fracture in the wall behind you. wind is hitting you 
What do you do? Stay there focused. Okay. So so did you look I I thought you looked at the wall, right? I, yeah, I can look at the wall, but the whole time whisper labyrinth bottle straight pathway and then you hear like a clank 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 from that narrow passageway it's like a crack in the wall just appeared clank 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 tink clank clink clank Tink. Okay, so I'm going to get up and look at the crack. So, when you look through, it appears to be a cave. And it's like you're it's underground and you see there's like a cool dry wind blowing your hair right and nearby this wasn't there before but you see that there was digging equipment next to the hole evidently it was used to open the wall then you look you see millions of bottles. However, but you shine a flashlight and you see a bottle that says Marcus Landry. Uh, just on its side, deep into the hole. Why don't you make a sanity from this craziness? A 67, and that's a fail. Okay, you just take one point. <clears throat> And so as you're looking, you hear, like, and you see the walls start to tremble and shake. What do you do? So the crack in this wall, is it just like enough for me to it's see? It's narrow, yeah. It's enough for it to slip through. I'm... <sighs> Fuck. How far is the bottle? It's in a ways. You, you shine your light and you're able to see it. It's near enough to the hole, but like... It's not like right there. It's like ten feet away. Do any other bottles catch my eye? I, I know that I've been on this mission to find my bottle, but do I see you, one? You see a lot of random names like J. Aronson, um, B. But, Bjork. But not theirs? No. But you see yours. Okay, I'll, I'll go in, and I'm going to run for Just my bottle. Shaking, and, and then I need you to make a dodge roll as the wall, as soon as you go through it, just comes down right on you almost. Better do some cocaine. <laughs> uh, six percent, and that's a success. You're able to slip, you feel the wall behind you. And you're like, that was fucking close. That could have killed me. 
could have killed you. And of all time to have hot dice, now <laughs> is the time to have hot dice. And now you're in complete darkness, except for your flashlight. And you're surrounded by millions of bottles, and you see yours. What do you do? Go into my bottle. When I'm looking around, do I see anything else that looks unstable? Is there a path? Is oh, it's just a sea. I'm just walking over bottles. Yeah. How much further do I have to go? So it's about 10, 15 feet from the hole. So you're just walking towards it. As you're walking, you look up to your left and you see it's like a hill made of bottles just directly above you off to the left and then there's like you know you're in like a like a crevice of this like sea of bottles and then it goes up to the other side you're walking and uh your foot kind of goes through as like there's like a, a split in the bottles right and then you hear as like all the bottles start trying to like or moving right like and then all of a sudden you're about to be crushed I need you to make another dodge roll eighty seven and a fail not uncanny so you you you're you lose your footing, right? How many hit points you got? Eight. Eight? Okay. <clears throat> you take five points of damage, and you see your bottle just... Clankety-clank, tink-tink-tank, tink-tink. And you're trying to keep your eye on it. You got your flashlight on it. You're getting hit by bottles just coming down, whacking you in the head. You take five points of damage. You got blood. Uh, a couple of them break. Um, and like you know, you're you're getting stung by glass and everything like that, and, but you're able to keep an eye on your bottle. You want to make a move towards it? In the bottles around me, mm-hmm. what do I see in them? Nothing. If you shine a light in there, you don't see they're empty. Just empty bottles. Mm-hmm. You see yours. You're very close to it. be five six feet it's just almost there you almost almost can reach it i mean i came this far okay so i want to reach for it and you grab it it's in your hand i want to open it you want to open it right now? Yeah. It's very dark. You're kind of fumbling with the flashlight. You're kind of trying to... You're like, i got to get this open now. And then... Behind you... There's a... On the wall. So there's a wall that you came through, right? If you shine the light up there... Before you, before you open it, before you, you know, you grab it, and then this happens. On the wall, you look up, maybe 20, 30, 40 feet up, maybe? Just, it's many stories high. Sounds like a door opens. <coughs> you shine your light up, and you can't really make out. You're like, what the fuck? What is that? And you see a pair of legs. You keep going higher. And you see the outline of a person standing in a doorway. Like 30, 40, maybe, let's say 20 or 30 feet up, 25 feet up. Hello? You hear...
woman's voice. Hello. Who's there? You okay down there? Uh, I could really use a hand. Here. Catch. Throws down a rope for you to climb up. I'm, I'm gonna climb up that fucking rope. Okay. If he finds my sister before I do, I'm gonna rage. Listen, I can't stay long, but I'll meet you at the palace, okay? The palace? Where's the palace? It's in Carcosa, of course. Anyway, I gotta go, okay? I'll see you later. But before you go, what's your name? Abigail. And then you hear... She takes off. And then... You climb up. And... You make it to the top. And you have your bottle in your hand. You're in another hallway. What do you do? Open the bottle. Okay. (laughs) And... You open your bottle. And then you hear... I need you to make a sanity. Ninety-five and a fail. Your eyes widen. The whispers kind of flood your brain. Like water, just... You take 84 points of sanity damage. And when you come to the echo that you hear in your brain of what it says is resounding. And you look just beyond, you see, a little bit of light poking through yet another door, but you know it's the last door for you. And on the other side, you hear the sounds of gunfire and war and explosions and sadness. If you stand up, you go to that final door, you open it up, and there it is. You see a palace in the distance. You walk through, and you close the door.
Veronica and Vanessa sitting in the smoking lounge. They sit there all night, quietly waiting for Marcus, Abigail, Claudia to appear, but they never do. An hour before sunrise, they finish their drinks, and they exit the smoking lounge. They meet up with Andler Marcus. They help him spread linseed oil throughout the building, and then they light it on fire. As they exit the building, the blaze starts to take hold. As every room and every fiber in that building catches fire, they make their way across the street, sit on a bench near the park. So behind them, the camera pans backward as the full scene, the full blaze takes hold. And in slow motion, we can see flickering lights from emergency vehicles, fire department, police, ambulance. They're just sitting there watching calmly as the McAllister building erupts. And then, after a time, we see Handler Marcus, his image fades. Then it's just Vanessa and Veronica. And then after another time, Veronica fades. And it's just Vanessa staring at the building as the firefighters try in vain to put it out. And then Vanessa's image fades. I can hear the steam of 23. Landry. 